You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Time to talk Brewers for the first time in 2016. Dave Raymond with Adam McAlvey. And, uh, you know, Happy New Year, Adam. Still a lot of meat left on this uh, offseason bone, it seems, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Dave, they're a team that enters the year with a third of the lineup really unspoken for. They do not have a leading candidate at third base, at first base, or in center field. And I think that makes these uh, remaining weeks before the start of spring training very interesting for the new GM, David Stern. I mean, he's, he's brought in options for all of those positions. He's shown an affinity for really versatile-type players, guys who can uh, bounce around from position to position. But I, I would have a hard time if I had to come up with uh, a leading candidate at any of those three positions. I don't think we could name him right now. So there are questions left to be answered. Uh, perhaps the idea is just to go into spring training with a bunch of candidates and see who emerges. But I, I know they're on the lookout uh, for more, uh, you know, more bona fide options for, for each of those positions. Well, you wrote a piece uh, on Brewers.com about the young man, Garen Cicchini, who, who they got from the Red Sox. And, look, his name is a name that resonates with people who follow the game. I mean, he's been a, uh, a highly touted prospect for, for a few years. Is he – I mean, I guess, I guess that's the problem, right? You just don't really know what, what, you're, what you're getting. No, you don't. I mean, and, and he has as good a chance of anybody. Um, he's not far removed, as you said, from being a top 100 prospect in all of baseball in a good, uh, at the time, Red Sox system. And, uh, you know, he he didn't establish himself in the big leagues. The Red Sox signed Pablo Sandoval to a big deal, obviously blocking Cicchini. Then he had a real bad uh, last season, and I talked with him about it. And, you know, it was one of those cases of trying to do too much, where you tell yourself, just do what you've always done, don't try to be better than Pablo Sandoval. Don't try to prove anything to the, the organization. Um, but as a young player, he said it's, it's a lesson uh, he had to learn because he did fall into that trap. Uh, the interesting thing about him, just his backstory, is he was coached in high school by his father and his mother. His mother was the first base coach and became fascinated by hitting, studied hitting uh, videos, talked to scouts, uh, former big leaguers, coaches, and tried to soak up all the information she could about hitting. She's fascinated by the topic. And she has become a good resource for Garen uh, in terms of what he was dealing with throughout last season. And she agreed with his assessment that it was a case of trying to do too much. The Red Sox loved him, obviously, um, but he still felt the need to prove a little bit more. And we've seen it time and time again in this game. When you try to do more than you've always done, the results are not good. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, he could be a good change of scenery type player. Uh, and, and as I said, he's got a good chance of any. He's not, by the way, the only Red Sox prospect, former prospect, who's in the mix here. The Brewers also signed Bill Middlebrooks to a minor league deal, and he's going to be in camp. He'll get a look at third base and first base. And, and there's some, uh, there are some others who we've talked about, Dave, throughout the weeks on this podcast. You know, Johnny Villar picked up from the Astros. He's going to get a look at a bunch of different positions. And you kind of, you know, there, there are more. So right now there is a, a large collection of players. And as I said, no real standout candidate for that spot. Yeah, and you're, I mean, 
you know, it's funny because you mentioned the, the three positions, right, a third of the lineup. But they're not just any three positions, third base, first base, center field. I mean, these are positions where you like to see certain types of production. And it's, uh, boy, that's, that's challenging to think about going into a season without, you know, some stability at those spots. That said, uh, historically, there have been some good deals made in these weeks leading into spring training. Uh, you know, I think of Adrian Beltre with a January signing with the Rangers uh, many years ago, Nelly Cruz with the Orioles. So there, 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 there is some, some precedence for this, although I guess that's the problem, right, is the Brewers aren't really looking to make a huge signing. Well, they're not. Uh, they're not looking to make a huge signing. You know, for example, they're not going to sign Alex Gordon. Um, but this winter, it, this market has moved slowly, and there is a long list of big free agents, guys the Brewers are not going to go for who are still out there, and, and perhaps that helps to explain the gumming up of the system for some of the players who are going to come on shorter-term deals. You know, for example, no secret, the Brewers have shown interest in uh, Pedro Alvarez after uh, he was let go by the Pirates. Now, I, I don't – he's maybe in the middle. He's not going to get an Alex Gordon deal. He's also probably not going to be a non-roster invitee. But, you know, a guy like that is probably waiting for some of these big free agents to, to go before his market really starts to heat up. So, you know, I don't think from the Brewers' perspective there's a lot of – you know, there's, there's, there's not yet urgency to get these deals done all of a sudden right now in the first week of January – They've got time before they go to spring training. And they still could make a trade or two uh, to part with players. And we've talked at length about some of the candidates they still have left. You know, Jonathan Lucroy tops that list. So there, there is still, uh, for this team and in this particular market, a lot of moves left to be made. And I, I think, you know, a lot of time yet to do it. Everybody gets, we all get worked up when free agency opens and, and we want everybody to find a home right away. Every free agent find a home, every trade to be made within the first couple of weeks. But it just it doesn't always happen that way. And I think this is one of those winners where uh, everything is taking a, just a little bit longer than usual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was exciting, though, in December there for a bit. But, boy, it's, it has really quieted down all over baseball. Um, the other thing, dude, hey, the end of this week, they're changing subjects a little bit on you. Uh, Hall of Fame announcement comes out, and you know we, we know some of the very likely names, uh, especially first-year guys. King Griffey Jr. is uh, all but a lock. Uh, what about a guy, uh, former Brewer Trevor Hoffman? What do you what do you figure he he falls in, in in this year's ballot? Well, you know he's he's one of those bubble guys. It appears from all the early ballots that you look at, and you know tallying up who's released. Uh, their votes, uh, you know, he's, it's, it seems like it's going to be close. I, I think of him as a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, I, I think he's 600 saves is a huge number. He got number 600 in Milwaukee, and uh, it was a big night for him. It, it was near the tail end of his career. He had sort of, um, you know, seeded closer duties at that time and was picking up saves here and there uh, under then uh, Brewers manager Ken Maka, and Hoffman handled that with dignity, as you'd expect, any all of us who came in contact with him. You know, I'll tell you, there's a short list of players who are true Hall of Fame people, and, and he's one of them that I've come in contact with this game, watching him the way he handled sort of the end of his career. Um, and I, I, I sure hope he makes it. He's, he's obviously a Padre, and you know, he'll go in as a Padre, 
but he had this little chapter of his career in Milwaukee and played a role in what became a really good championship caliber 2011 Brewers team uh, after Hoffman had left. Uh, You know, John Axford's rise to being an effective closer. He had a great run as Brewers closer. Uh, A lot of that, there was influence from Trevor Hoffman in there. And, And there are other relievers in that great Brewers bullpen from that season who had an influence from Trevor Hoffman. So he, he played a role in, in Milwaukee, even if it was for a short period of time, in the way he handled himself, uh, the way he pitched, and um, kind of the, the, the aura that he brought to that clubhouse. He was one of the leaders of the team, which you don't always get from a closer. I like, to, I like the point you make, too, about a uh, you know, Hall of Fame person, uh, every bit as much or maybe more so even as a player. And sometimes I wonder... Um, you know, if guys get a little boost, I mean, they've got to get a little boost from that sometimes. Uh, King Griffey Jr., the numbers speak for themselves, also a good guy. But, uh, you know, Hoffman's one of those guys who's such a, I don't want to call him a politician, that has negative uh, uh, intonations, but, but he was one of those guys, right? He, he would talk to anybody, just a, just a really friendly, good person. Yeah, he treated people with respect. And, you know, he treated everybody with the same degree of respect. And that is something you, you don't always, you know, not get, get outside of baseball, just anywhere in life. When people do that, that's kind of a special person. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's the thing I kind of remember about him most. And, look, he pitched well, too. You know, he, he was at the, nearing the end. Uh, he did sort of, as I said, he kind of fell out of that, that closer. Role. Um, but the way he handled it stands out to me. And, again, it's, if, with the great players, they will have an influence on an organization beyond the end of their tenure. And, uh, you know, Trevor Hoffman is one of those guys here in Milwaukee who did have a little bit of influence on the teams that followed. And, and look, that 2011 Brewers team, they, they got to the NLCS. They did not make it to the World Series. But that team could have won a World Series. It was that there was the, the talent on that team to win a World Series. And I think of some of the little intangibles that they carried and the beast mode stuff and you know, all that, um, you know, some of that confidence, Trevor Hoffman had a hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, great stuff, Adam. Always always fun to catch up. Enjoy your week, and uh, we'll see what you have to report next time. All right. See you, Dave. Happy New Year. All right. There he goes, Adam McCalvey, MLB.com. Extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.